Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Welcome to another episode of Rock That Relationship. And we are here today to talk about organic dating. It almost sounds like you're going somewhere and eating, you know, organic food with someone on a date, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, we should be, well, yeah, you and I both, you know, love, you know, kind of our organic, healthy foods, but the idea of organic dating is that we're not necessarily getting on the apps. So we've had an episode where we talk about the dating apps. We want to have an episode where we talk about not the dating apps and how we go about organically dating. So Tracy, if you were to think back to all of your significant relationships since since dating apps have come about, right? Mm-hmm. How many of those relationships were actually on the apps and how many of them would we consider like organic? Well, I don't know because I, I mean, when did the dating apps appear on the scene? Let's, I think we should just go back to how it was before the dating apps because I actually can't remember if, when I met my partner of eight years, we met on a date. I was on a first date with somebody else that who I asked out at a party. So I had met this person at a party. And then she said, hey, do you want to go play pool with my friends? And so we went and those were two people who were dating. And I spent a lot of time talking to the one person. And then six weeks later, when um, the person that I had been out on the date with from the party and I stopped seeing each other, I actually ended up, um, the other person came on a ride along at work with me and then, um, we started dating and started an eight year relationship from that. But I don't remember if dating apps were in existence. That was, I think like the year 2000. So, yeah, yeah it might've um, been like some kind of like AOL chat room at that point. I'm not sure. What maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't want to know. Cause I didn't even know about chats until law school, which was 2007 or eight. So, Yeah, I don't remember if there was such a thing back then, but um, then the next person I met in law school, and then I met, then I met my, then who became my wife on a dating app. And then after that, another dating app person, and then another person just through a Facebook post, but not any kind of dating app. So, okay. So it's been sort of a little bit of both. I mean, of course, you know, prior to dating apps, that was not even an option. So but when we look about, look at like right now, when we have the choice between dating apps and organic dating, you know, a lot of people will be doing both. Some people will just be on the apps and then, you know, kind of, you know, hiding out in the home and doing their own thing and just kind of letting the apps do their job. And some people are actively out, you know, kind of organic dating and maybe not even on the app. So um mm-hmm. when I think about it, I've actually never had a relationship come from an app. They've all been organic. Um mm-hmm. Every one of my relationships have been organic. And so that's why, you know, the, the apps were quite um, an entertaining experience for me because but I, you met people, friends on the app. I did. That, I, I mean, some, that you could have dated. Yeah, I did. I met some prospects on the apps. Yeah. So it was a, definitely a good place. But, 
Um, I don't know if it's just kind of ironically, the, the person that I, you know, I'm in a relationship with now, I was all over the dating apps and I wasn't even, didn't even open my eyes to the people around me mm-hmm. and, and we met organically. So, um, I, it was really kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect all the effort I put into the apps and then to turn around and actually just bump into this person and we started dating. So, well, bump in at a meetup and she had just moved to town. So it's not like you, you saw her around or she was in your circle of friends. She literally just moved to town. Yeah, I was the so first she was like person new on the she scene. Too. Yeah. 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 And she wouldn't have been on the dating apps at that point. So I wouldn't have met her the other way, but it just goes to show that or- organic dating is, is not, is not dead. Right. Um, mm-hmm. even in the age of dating apps, it's not dead. Right. So let's look at some of the ways in which, you know, you and I have gone about organic dating. We've heard other people go about organic dating, some things that maybe worked, some things that were like, I, I might do this differently, that kind of thing. So I know one of the biggest ways that people have met their um, relationship partners has been friends of friends, right? Um, maybe that was intentional, like um, like a blind date, like, oh, I have mm-hmm. this friend that, you know, you haven't met yet, but I want you two to get together for coffee. So like really orchestrated. And then there's the opposite of that, which is like, you're at somebody's house, they're having maybe a dinner party and someone comes in and you're like, Ooh, how come you never told me about that person before? Or maybe you were on Facebook or something and saw that they had a friend on there and you're like, Hmm, how do you know that person? Oh, you were in seventh grade together. Mm -hmm. I want an introduction. So, you know, the first kind is really intentional by often by someone else saying you two would be a good fit. And then the other one is more like you kind of run into somebody and you're like, ha, you know, one of my friends. So have you ever had, um, a, you know, any kind of relationship form, um, like by a friends of friends kind of situation? Well, I had a blind date that did not go well. Um, that person. Wait, okay. Most, tell tell wait. us about the blind date. You got to tell us about the blind date. Well, that was when I was a cop and somebody set it up, I think. And we went and had coffee and I was like, okay, this person doesn't talk very much and they're a real snoozer. And then, um, she came to work with me. So that was back in the day when people could go on ride alongs with the police. And she just sat there in the back of the car silent for, I think like four hours versus the other person who came with me, who I ended up with for eight years who had a lot to say, but um, she was actually with me and my police partner. And I was like, Oh my God, we got to get her out of this car and get her back (laughs) to the, I couldn't take it because I can't be around super quiet people. It just, it's not good for me. Um, And so like, that was a, I forget who even set that up. And then, um, I went to a party that one time. So it was friends of a friend and that's, I'll just ask somebody out. I mean, if I'm single, of course, like I have no qualms about that. So I don't ask around or whatever. I'll just ask the person out straight up. So that's mm-hmm. what happened at the party. And then that was weird because, you know, the first night we went out was with her friends. And then I ended up being in a relationship with one of those friends for eight years. And actually that wasn't even the person who I was with. It was her friend's girlfriend. And then we ended up together for eight years. Oh my goodness. Wow. So just, just these ideas of these social connections are just, you know, this person, they know this person and everybody's kind of just in one space. And then therefore you kind of figure out who you, you kind of click with in that sense. Yeah. And Um, I feel like people should take advantage of that. If you're at a party or whatever, and, or, you know, whatever, dinner party, a party, a gathering, just ask the person. I mean, you might want to ask your friend, you know, on the down low if they're single before you go asking them out, but, um, or if they're of the same persuasion as you are, I feel like you have nothing to lose, you know, just do it, ask them out. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that 
that's also, um, you know, a really fast way to kind of know about someone too, is because they're vetted already. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a friend and they've, they, they think of this highly enough of this person to invite them over to a dinner party, then you know that they're pretty stand up person. And, um, you know, that kind of gets them through that first kind of line of, you know, filtering. Right. And, right. and then you're, you're set up for that. I I've never, right. I don't think I've ever had a friend of a friend situation. I do remember though that, um, during my dating app, uh, era, I'm going to call it my dating app era. <laughs> I had, I did have a friend of mine who was on Facebook and she was part of this group and she would find, uh, these, these different women's profiles and she would send me links and she was like, how about this one? How about this one? How about this one? <laughs> and at first I thought they might've been friends of hers, right? Mm-hmm. But no, they weren't. She was in this like group of thousands and thousands and thousands oh of lesbians goodness. around the world. And she just happened to pick people out of the, the hat and just send them to me. So while they might've been loosely connected on Facebook, I'm not entirely sure that my friend would have been able to do any kind of meaningful introduction of us. I wasn't sure. But you I, could have just friended I mean, the person and then done it that way. I, I mean, I could have. Interested. And then right. like, oh, my other friend was like surfing the site and saw you and you're cute with your dog and your kayak. <laughs> and here I am. Can I Facebook friend you? Um, yeah. I mean, I could you're, I could have reached If that. you're in a group, you can just, you get in the group. So I'm in a whole bunch of Facebook groups, travel, whatever. I just friend people, not for the purposes of dating, but because like I see their posts in the group and I think they're very cool. I'm in like the solo over 50 travel. So I've become friends with several of those people just through that group. Not because I want to date them at all, just because I want to be friends with them and I want to see more of their content, you know? And I feel like you don't need to like go, oh, my friend saw this or whatever. And some people are weird about Facebook where they feel like it's some kind of private forum. I personally think Facebook is like the reason I'm on there is to meet more and more people. You know, I think mm-hmm. you have to figure out what's your philosophy about Facebook. Is is it like, Oh, this is the private place. I keep my private stuff. Not me. I'm just, and I want to, that's why I'm on there to meet more and more people around the world, you know? Right. Right. Whereas for me, I'm really almost only connected to people that I already know. So mm-hmm. I'd have to do more of a friends of a friends thing, like click on your profile and see that you're connected to someone, you know, in mm-hmm. Indiana that I might, you know, want to have dinner with when I'm out in, you know, Indianapolis for a trip or something, you know, that that's, that's probably more my thing, but I, I don't know that I've ever been in any kind of meaningful relationship or even dated someone that was a friend of a friend or like a blind date that I can even recall mm-hmm. if I have, it was so, <laughs> it was so <laughs> anticlimactic that I don't even remember it. Um, but this seems to me like a really good way to vet somebody. And if I had a friend that had somebody that I was interested in, I wouldn't hesitate at all to like get connected and linked up with them. Well, here's interesting, like, um, work. So I, when I was a cop, you know, I was a cop for eight years, a lot of those people hooked up, um, mm-hmm. lesbians and straight people. There weren't really many gay guys on the police department, but. I never, ever had any interest in dating another cop ever. Like, that was pretty much a no-go for me. I like, had zero like in interest. General? Like in general or just someone <laughs> at your work, your specific No, I, I had, I didn't have a, like a policy about it, but I just never, I had like a few flirtations that were mostly the other person. And then I think I just thought it was very uncomfortable and I wasn't really attracted to any cops, you know, like, um, I don't know. It's interesting because I'm very much like a cop-like personality, but I don't, I'm not attracted to that kind of personality. So yeah. I saw a lot of other people really found their 
partner there, you know, and that was like a no go for me. Yeah. Well, I you mean, you, you, I mean, there's two parts of it when you think about meeting somebody at work, right? So one is meeting someone in your workplace and someone is, is something, a, a different thing is meeting someone in your industry. So like right. meeting someone at my actual workplace that works at my place that, that I, you know, go to work and I'm going to see colleague, them all I'm the time. See right. all the time. Yep. Um, you know, there's kind of good and bad about that. One is that you have a lot of common, you know, connections and common context. You have a lot to talk about over dinner about how much, you know, what do you think about the boss and what new policies are coming down and all that stuff. But, you know, if it, if it doesn't go well, you're stuck working with each other. Um, but the other thing is dating within the industry. And I think this is a really different one where, you know, like, that's why I asked you the question about being a cop. Like, you know, it could be like people are, sometimes attracted to people who are in the same field, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a doctor with a doctor, but maybe not right. the same specialty or at different practices or engineering and engineering. Cause you have the same kind of mindset or the same brain. I mean, I'm a college professor. I'm definitely swimming the world of people in the education field and not just because they're like-minded in many ways, but because I have more access to them. I see them at conferences and I, you know, I work on projects and things. So my accessibility to people in my industry is really high. So the chances of me meeting someone that where I am in doing those things is pretty high too. So, um, you know, I, I dated someone in my workplace once. Um, she, she worked in a, she didn't report to me or anything. She worked some like in a different position and, um, we did totally different jobs. Um, and then she transitioned out of that, like within just a few months of us dating and then got another job somewhere else. So that wasn't really a factor. As far as my industry goes, um, I had a long-term relationship with someone who was, you know, very much in kind of my field and we would go to the same mm-hmm. types of conferences. We had a lot of the same connections and the same people. Um, you know, I'm even working on a, like a big collaborative work project, you know, I, I've been working on projects with people that she introduced me to many years ago mm-hmm. or on, on LinkedIn with them. And, you know, so, so that was, that was actually really kind of neat because we were swimming in the same sea, but we didn't have to see each other at work and we had our own separate places, but what a great well, place to meet people. You can meet them at conferences. Well, that's how, so the person that I ended up in the eight year relationship with from the, the date with the other person, the reason we talked so much is because she was a um psych nurse in the ER. And so we worked, you know, I would bring people to that. I mean, I was at that hospital all the time. It was in my district. And so I love the ER. I love everything about it. I love the chaos of the goriness and all that. And so did she. So that was like, I guess what bonded us together. So we were in similar industries, you know, we, mm-hmm. we were dealing with the same populations. And I think, you know, there's a lot to that to understand each other because our neighbors were architects and they just were we would talk about our work and stories and then they would talk about theirs. And it's so <laughs> radically different. They would be like in complete shock and we'd be saying stuff that we didn't think was even remotely shocking, but it was, I realized when I was like, I think we're traumatizing the neighbors. Like mm-hmm. they, this is so abnormal for them. Right. But it was so normal for us. And it was really nice. Like I would always pick her up at 11 PM and I'd be like, tell me what happened. I want to know it all. What happened in the mm-hmm. ER? And she, you know, worked 12 hour shifts. So it was always, cool stuff and so I've always she's in the medical field and I was in law enforcement but I did EMT stuff and so I would always try and guess like okay what what could be the disease or the the problem right and then um I dated before that two attorneys and after that one attorney and 
attorney personalities are very difficult for a lot of people to handle. And so, um, I, I always said, I'll never date another attorney again, but then I did, I married a psychologist. And then, so that I was like, well, I won't do that again. And maybe an attorney's good because we have such similarities. People think we're argumentative when we think we're being, we're discussing things. So I think it does help to be in somewhat similar industries, you know, or at least have an admiration or respect for that industry, you know, yeah, and not be turned off by it. Cause you and I have a mutual friend who, you know, I actually hang out with quite a bit, but I cannot talk about a lot of stuff that I like to talk about because she doesn't, it's traumatizing for her, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. But I want to be with somebody who can handle that and who can argue or discuss a point, you know? Well, and just the, again, the access to meeting people, as we talk about this as organic dating, right? It's like my likelihood of meeting someone in my industry to date is much higher than me meeting, not meeting someone in my industry to date. If I spend a lot of time doing things related to my work, if I'm going Mm -hmm. to conferences and events and doing things with people that that's going to be the population that I have access to. So that's inherently going to, to happen. And so if, you know, people who are interested in dating someone with, you know, similar kind of mindset background or at the workplace, then, you know, that's a good, that's a good place to look with the caveat that it doesn't work out though. You know, you got to also navigate sometimes not just, you know, the separation of your home life, but the separation of your work life and figuring out who, you know, who's going to, that's why I wouldn't date someone in my direct like workplace um, unless I was like so in love with them that I had to be with them. Like that was going to be my life partner because I would never just ask somebody out like, you know, to have a date because if I'm not like totally madly in love with that person already, then I'm not going there. Cause yeah, your life will be very uncomfortable after that. And do you, if you like your job, do you really want to mess that up? I have a friend who did fall in love with a coworker and she had to leave the organization because they were both in other relationships and she still to this day, four years later is really sad about leaving that job and the other person stayed. And so that's created also resentment, you know, mm-hmm. and seems unfair. So I personally, like, unless you're madly in love and you know that you, you both are in a place where it could work out, I wouldn't go there, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then I there's mean, the other thing too, is if you're ending up dating somebody at your workplace, you spend all day with them at work and then you spend all evening with them on a date, it just blurs the lines. Like, whereas, you know, sometimes it's hard to get some of that independent time, you know, if everybody. Well, and if it's too much of the same subject matter, you're going to get bored. I mean, I think for me, the medical and the law enforcement was a perfect combo because she wanted to hear about the law enforcement and I wanted to hear about the medical, you know, and then lawyers, they can argue and discuss anything. So that's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think about it now, the person I'm with now it's, a, it's the first time I've dated somebody that's in such a distinctly different profession than mm-hmm. I am. Like, but, but at the same time, we have a lot of similarities. Like we both do research as part of our jobs. And so we both understand like what research and, you know, kind of maybe academic writing is all about. And so even though our subject matter is different, we do have some similarities in what we do all day and how we spend our time. Right. And so that's provided a great common language, but it didn't provide access. It wasn't like I went to one of her conferences and that's where we met. Um, we met right. in a totally different place. So let's talk about some of those other places. Um, talk about uh, social groups. So you were, you know, mentioning that you're in a bunch of groups on like Facebook. I know you're in your like vegan 
group on Facebook and they do a bunch of fun stuff. Like, I mean, you're constantly going to like vegan potlucks and stuff like that. Um, so it's not just like Mm -hmm. a, it's not just a, like a virtual group. It's like you have an actual like gatherings in person to meet people. Yeah. I've done that in other places that I've lived as well. And that's really nice. I mean, it's never, I've never dated anyone from one of those things, but it's nice to meet people that way. And there is, I guess, the potential to meet someone there. But yeah, for me, that's the vegan Tucson. And so they have potlucks. They, I've met people there and been invited to parties through that. And you and I didn't meet at a meetup, but we met at a party that was advertised online, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, through one of those groups that we were both in. Right. Yeah. And, and then, so, I mean, the event itself was, you know, just the, the conduit for us meeting. There was no formal way for us to meet. It just, you, you kind of ran over to me and trapped me behind a table where I, oh, I couldn't even reach the oh cheese squares. Oh my God, trapped you behind the table. I was probably <laughs> trying to save you from eating uh warm cheese, which That's is disgusting, but. You probably prevented um, food poisoning that day. I do appreciate it. Exactly. That. It's because I'm social and you had a hiking shirt on. And that's the thing is that I don't have time to waste in my life, be it for friends or dating. Yeah. And so you were the only person at that party who looked like a potential friend who wasn't inebriated or in a state of undress or in a way, in, <laughs> in some kind of way that did not appeal to me at all. And I thought, oh, she's wearing a hiking shirt. I'm going to talk to her. Yeah. Well, apparently I mean, you feel that I trapped you, but no, here we are two no, years just, later, <laughs> good friends. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, I just remember that day, but I, I think, you know, as we're talking about that, you know, any group that maybe you connect online and then you meet in real life, like I, you know, I'm really active with the, the meetup groups. I've been very active with meetup um, since I think it was 2013 was my very first meetup. And, um, you know, I'm part of several groups actually, and probably the ones I'm most active with is, you know, the, our one called fit lesbians unite. Um, and that's just mostly like active, you know, women doing active right. things. And so I'll plan a lot of events on that hikes and stuff, and then go to some events and, uh, and that, and, and that meetup also doesn't just do like, like hiking and stuff. There's, you know, dances and happy hours and things too. So I've met actually my past two partners at meetup events, <laughs> Um, so one I was with for seven years and now one I've been with for about a year and a half. And we, I met both. I met one at a brunch. Um, and then we hung out, um, a few times and then she asked me on a date. And then the other one I met at a hike and we hung out as friends for maybe six weeks or so. And then I asked her out on a date. Um, but I, I met them, you know, kind of again, organically, I was going to the event, not to like find someone to date. I was going to the event to, for instance, eat brunch and I was going to the event to go hiking and they just happened to be there. Well, and you weren't going to eat brunch. You were going to, so what kind of group was it? Like a book club or was it like, I mean, you were going the, no, it was a lesbian group. It was a lesbian brunch just for brunch. Yeah. But, but the purpose was to get lesbians together to meet each other, not necessarily for dating, but just to have community. Right. And like, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what the hikes are for. Right. Yeah. It's to, so you're, you know, you're doing something in solidarity with people who have something in common with you. So, I mean, both of them were to meet people, but neither of them, I had any idea I was going to meet somebody I was going to date. Like no idea. Totally blindsided for both of them. Um, but I've met tons of friends through meetups. I, now maybe that's the thing is I've met so many wonderful friends that it never occurred to me that that's a great place to actually meet somebody that I may want to date. So, right. um, 
that's been very lucrative. I'm also part of another meetup group and I wouldn't necessarily date anybody in this group. And well, also because I'm in a relationship, but, um, I'm in a writing group. I've been in it for more than two years now, about two years and three months. And I meet on Tuesday nights on zoom and it's almost the same people like every week. Mm -hmm. And, um, we've really kind of gotten to know each other. And I love that community. Now, if there was somebody there that I was interested in dating, I'd probably message them and connect. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so it doesn't have to be like a, like in my case, it's a lesbian meetup that I met people that we were like viable dating options. And there's a writing meetup group that I could very easily meet somebody. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think people need to get on meetup or um, find local groups through Facebook that are of their interest, you know? I mean, I think that's for making friends, for meeting somebody to date, whatever. I mean, those things are out there and they've been invaluable, I think, for me to, you know, like I'm on pickleball groups, like a local pickleball group. Then I go to, I go to a place five nights a week to play pickleball. So new people come along, you know, it'd be easy to meet somebody there, you know? Yeah. Well, and you all love pickleball. So that's pretty cool. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we I know there's, do love pickleball. It's true. <laughs> you know, there's other groups too, you know, like there's, we, ha- you know, there's like this uh, happy hour that happens every month on a Friday night. And it's like, you could pretty much go by yourself and know that you're going to run into somebody that, you know, there's storytelling groups, there's organized dances and things. So, you know, that you know, when they're happening and you can just go and potentially, you know, meet people at these things. So um, they're out there. I mean, I mean, I know that they just even started um, in Tucson, they started a speed dating, uh, an LGBTQ speed dating thing. And so, you know, people can go, I mean, I did speed dating on Zoom, which was the most surreal experience ever, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. but you can do it, you know, obviously even in, in real life and, and be intentional about going out and meeting someone through speed dating. Um, but I know that that's, people can meet people obviously that way too. Um, I did find that right. the actual online speed dating, I met some cool people. I really did. I met some really cool people. I have some great stories to tell. Um, it wasn't really all that practical because none of these people live near me, but um, mm-hmm. it was a really nice way of meeting people. So if there's a local like in-person speed dating event, you know, in, in our listeners communities, like take advantage of it. It's really cool. Well, and look for those, like, I mean, we're talking about dances that are, I think LGBT specific. And I don't know for non LGBT people, like, do they have dances, you know, like, or do you just go to a bar, you know? Right. Um, and I think, I mean, I used to just go to bars a lot when I was younger. I mean, a ton. Um, and I'm going back to Seattle for Pride in June. And, um, you know, I go hang out with a very straight friend of mine. And we she's going to do all this Pride stuff with me because and go to these bars that we used to go to in the 90s, you know, just kind of relive our, our younger days. And I just don't know if that's what people even do anymore. I have no idea. And I don't know if people over 50, go hang out in bars, you know, I don't, don't it's not my scene anymore, you know. I don't know if they go to try to meet somebody to have a long-term relationship or they're just going and hanging out with their friends or what they're doing. But yeah, I guess that the differences between like the social groups and like a bar is like the social groups have like an intention, like Mm -hmm. an event, a specific event with a date and a time and those kind of things. Whereas a bar, you can just sort of show up anytime you want. Um, We used to have this, uh, 
this grocery store where I lived a long time ago in California. And then on Friday nights from five to eight, they did wine tastings and mm-hmm. um, it was so fun, but it became almost like cheers, right? That show where mm-hmm. you, know, you come in, you don't have to have anyone you're going with. You just show up at the wine tasting every Friday night and you're just going to meet cool people and, and then see all the regulars. And I love that kind of community. So you didn't just like loiter at the grocery right. store 24 hours right. a day. We kind of knew that it was coming, but um it was sort of a cross between like, a bar and an event, right? You know, so mm-hmm. you can go and, and hang out. And then I met other people who, you know, liked wine tasting and knew a lot about wine, which was really, you know, interesting to me. Well, that's how pickleball is. It's like cheers, you know? Yeah. Now they, they go there. Tracy! And, go and then, you know, they do. They do. Actually. <laughs> I'm sure they probably it's quite do. nice. And, you know, <laughs> that's why I keep, I mean, I keep going because I want to play, but I could play with smaller groups elsewhere, which I have done. But I don't get that same socializing. You know, last night I played with some people that I hadn't played with before. I mean, all men, not anyone I was interested in dating, of course. But it's like forming these really close friendships. And it's nice. I Since I was a cop, I haven't really had a lot of guy friends. And so for me, that's a lot of fun. Like the other, this guy's been treating me like a little sister for a while. And I was like, you know, I don't know why you talk to me this way. And he's like, because I like you. Because we're friends. This is how I talk <laughs> to my sisters. And then we finally did well together. And then I jumped on his back and I was like, this is fun. It's like, actually, I'm having a lot of fun. And, you know, maybe these people have friends to date. I don't know. And they're aware of like when I'm dating someone or when I'm not. And so, yeah, there's a potential whole nother community to look out for me if they, you know, met somebody or something. That's true. And right? thought so, it would be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. You might meet somebody at pickleball or you might meet somebody who knows somebody, right? At, you know, right. pickleball. But okay. Exactly. So let's, let's look at, so we've looked at friends of friends. We've looked at work, looked at like social groups and organized social groups. We've looked at just kind of bars. And I think kind of along the same lines as bars is really thinking about spending time in places or maybe going to events where you could meet someone that is compatible with you or has some kind of similar interests. Like if I, you know, we have this big book festival in Tucson and I I'm a writer and I love books. And so like, I don't know that I would just kind of wander around with my, my eye peered out for any cutie to just ask out on a Mm -hmm. date, but I could be at a booth and I could be chatting with someone and realize, you know, Hey, we have a lot in common. And next thing you know, I've met somebody. So putting yourself in places where you're going to meet people with some type of similar interests, again, like your, your pickleball, um, you know, you know, you're going to at least meet people who like pickleball. Um, well, and if I think, I don't know if this applies to Tucson so much because it's a smaller town, but um, in the past I have certain like coffee shop or whatever that I'd like to hang out at. And it's not necessarily because I'm trying to meet someone, but there are people who regularly go. And so you kind of get to know people through that. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of that. You know, you're, you're living in the same neighborhood or whatever. You like the same coffee shop, you know, you could, I, I'm a real fan of just, you know, I talk to anybody, strangers. Right. And you're a stranger is only a stranger later. until you haven't talked to them. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. How else would you get to know them? I mean, you know, like, like there's no other way to get to know people. You just kind of have to do it. It right. may be uncomfortable at first. I've actually literally, oh, so when I first moved to Seattle, uh, my girlfriend and I went to like this under 24 lesbians club like through the lesbian resource center and i would just say you know hey i want to be friends like you seem like a nice person i want to be friends and that's how i got a bunch of friends when i first moved to seattle and i've done that at gyms like at planet fitness i've done that i mean i have several couple friends from my planet fitness here you know 
And I've done that. I Facebook friend people and I then send them a message and I say, I'm not a creeper. Like, I'm not trying to date you. I just, I, we have this in common and that in common. And I like to increase my friend group. And I actually have several, quite a few friends that way. And then travel, right? Like, um, you and I were supposed to go to Peru together and that didn't work out, but I went with your blessing. You said I could go. And so I went by myself and it was awesome because I met so many people. And I think traveling alone, I actually met more people than had you and I been together because we would have been kind of like a unit, which I saw with other people. They weren't, they were just friends, but not accessible to other people. Like they always had to kind of be together. And um, I met a whole bunch of friends like Mm -hmm. that I still talk to regularly from that trip back in September And I love that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's a great point, like traveling alone or going and doing something alone too also kind of forces you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Um, I've met a lot of people through walking. Like I walk every day and I walk my neighborhood and I see like the same people and over, over and over. And I'm not saying that like there's a whole swath of people ready to be dated by me, but it's like, I'm at least meeting my neighbors. I'm at least talking to the people who are out walking. Like I have something you know, in common with them. So that's, that's kind of cool. Um, I did try, well, the, it, I, I did try the bookstore loitering that didn't work real well, right. where I, you know, thought I would just hang out and someone would approach me and no one did because, um, you know, there might've been, might've been viable people there, but I was hoping, I was hoping to be approached, but as you're talking mm-hmm. about, you, you can't just wait to be approached. You have to approach right. other people. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so I've traveled a lot in Asia as like a backpacker. And so you stay at these places where everyone's kind of, everyone's doing the same thing. And so they're willing to be approached and they're, you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. when I was in Peru this last time, I met that girl, just, we're just friends. She's in her twenties and well, you know, obviously not for me. Um, And we are really close now. And she was just sitting in the reception place when I got there at like five or 6am and she was alone, traveling alone. It was like one of her first times traveling alone. And, I was like, oh, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, I'm going to go walk around the city. Want to go? And she was like, yeah. And then that became a great friendship, you know, and that Mm -hmm. could end up that could be a dating situation if the right person is there. And, you know, usually in those places, you have breakfast together with everybody and everyone's kind of there ready to talk, you know. Um, Yep. I met several, you know, I've met a lot of people that way. You just sit down, start chatting, and then there you go. Because you usually you have to share a table with others that you don't know. And I think it's awesome. And usually you're meeting people from all over the world, you know, but you you don't know. Like, where was I? Laos or something? Yeah, Laos. And is it Laos? I don't remember. But suddenly there were the two hippest lesbians we'd ever seen on a bus. And they were from L.A. And we became friends with them. But that was pre Facebook. And so I never got to keep in touch with them, but I saw the picture of them and it was like, you just don't know who you're going to meet where, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, and you can also orchestrate that a little bit too. I know like for, um, for like lesbians, there's like the Olivia cruises, right. Mm -hmm. Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I've I've met people at pride events, you know, like just friends. I remember when my daughter was a baby and she was in my, she was, I think I had her in my backpack and my partner and I were like at a booth and there was another couple just our age that had a baby in a backpack and we're like, Hey, you have a baby in a backpack. And next thing you know, we Mm -hmm. became really good friends with them. 
um, you know, again, not dating per se, but just this idea that, okay, we are at the same event. I mean, I could very well have been in a pride event and turned around to someone who I thought was attractive and been like, Hey, you know, I have that same, you know, rainbow shirt that you have on or whatever it is. But I know that depending on, you know, where you're going, you're able to, to meet people, especially if you're alone and you're not sitting in the Mm -hmm. corner, like you have to like summon up the courage to say something to someone. Um, and particularly, like I think you pointed out, at some of those travel events, they kind of force you to interact because you are sharing a meal with someone or you might even be sharing a room with someone. And so you can't not interact. Um, and so there is that is kind of nice in a way, especially to get people out of their comfort zones. Well, I think those are great things to do, like, you know, for dating or friends, whatever. Like you see these people online, solo travel. Well, I consider going on a organized trip with other people by yourself to be solo travel because you're, mm-hmm. you're going alone. You're not going with like a life support buddy. Cause you know, sometimes it's, it is scary to go out there and be by yourself. Cause you're like, well, I'm going to go on this trip and everyone else is going to be couples or everyone else is going to be already with their own friends. And how am I going to make friends, you know, and you kind of got to just throw yourself out there. And when you stay at like backpacker hotels and hostels and stuff like that, you just, meet people. That's why mm-hmm. people are there, you know, and you're always having breakfast together and whatnot. And, and people are really open to, Hey, want to go do this together? Or, you know, like you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. And you have no idea who could be out there. I mean, there's a whole world of people, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I love it. So look at all these great ways you can meet people. So you have, you know, Friends of friends, social groups, work, go to events that you, you know, you're going to meet someone or go to on a cruise, go traveling, you know, but there's, there's a couple other ways that you can, um, not meet people for dating. Cause those are really the ones we just talked about were about like meeting someone new to date, but mm-hmm. let's talk about people you might already know, right? Some of the, one of the organic dating things you could do is date a friend. Like mm-hmm. the friends to lovers, right? You know, that trope and so many rom-coms. We were friends and, you know, we've seen each other through so many horrible breakups, but we didn't notice each other the whole time. And here we are. Oh, maybe we're perfect for each other, right? But we have to see every one of them, even if there's a thousand movies like that. Um, So friends to lovers, like, and I'm talking like, I'm, you know, I've had people where I've been friends for a few weeks or a couple months or something, but I'm talking about like, long-term friendships mm-hmm. where you just kind of look at each other after a while and you say, wait a minute, let's try something new. Have you ever had that experience a friends to lovers experience? No, no. <laughs> Cause I already know. Cause you already... know, it doesn't know. change. Like it, you don't no, just like, all of a sudden, like look no. at a friend and say, wait nope. a minute, this person's been Never under happened. my nose no. the whole time. <laughs> no. And that was what I was saying is like, you know, when I go out with someone, I already know that I like them or I'm not even going to go out with them. So no, if they're my friend, if like, it's just friends, like I've never had to develop into anything more. Have you ever even had a crush on a friend? Nope. Nope. So not even an unrequited crush. I've never had an unrequited anything. I've had a relationship break up and maybe like distraught about it, but I've never liked someone who didn't like me and I've never, um, I've never had that. I've been very lucky. I've never liked a straight person. I mean, never wanted to date a straight person. I've never had any of that kind of uh, unrequited stuff. And I've never liked a friend. I know right away. I've already, if I'm going to go out, that's it. My, 
I can't explain it. I've only, you know, I, I thought I was going to be the person who would be with one person my whole life and that hasn't worked out. But when I have met the people that I've ended up dating, which I've, I'm like a serial monogamous, I knew right away. It was already, I knew immediately that minute. Like, I'm I'm like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some people have, you know, someone in their life that they've just, you know, after 10 years, they just are like, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah. We have a friend who, who has that feelings for people. And I, I don't envy that because I feel that that would be hard and painful. Why have you, have you had unrequited crushes or have you had a friendship turn into dating? Um, I've never had friendship turn into dating. I've had it where we've been like, maybe like quote friends first for like a month but mm-hmm. all kind of the long game was probably always right. maybe to be open to dating. It wasn't like we were friends and then it was like, oh my gosh, I never saw you that way. And now I see right. you this way. It was always like we became friends with kind of the friends with potential. So I've had a bunch of those. I did have one um, relationship, my most, probably my most significant one. It was 13 years. We did, um, we knew each other um, from when we were younger and we kind of were in the same, like a similar friend circle. We had some crossover friends. We we ourselves weren't necessarily friends, but more like acquaintances. And then 10 years, we were reunited um, through actually a common friend who, and then who just kind of made the connection that we, that she knew both of us. And so I emailed this old acquaintance. So, I mean, it wasn't like out of the blue, like I wasn't being introduced to her. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, gosh, I haven't talked to you in like a decade. What's been going on? And that developed into our 13 year relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had already known each other. We were distant acquaintances. So that's probably the only time I've ever had that happen, but we didn't have like a day-to-day friendship where I was like, just one day I looked at her with like twinkle in my eyes that I'd never had, never done that before. You mean like the Reese Witherspoon Ashton Kutcher movie that I cannot bring myself to watch. I may watch it on like a trans oceanic flight because those movies seem better when you're like trapped in a plane with nothing else to do but I told a friend once oh my god this movie was so good and they're like what did you actually watch it I'm like well I watched it flying to Asia and they're like oh that explains it like it wasn't a good movie and that's how I feel I mean I love Reese Witherspoon I love so much she's done and I cannot bring myself to watch that movie because it's like really you have been friends for 10 years and you've seen each other through this and you suddenly realize you like each other. I, I mean, that's just not my experience at all in life. I just know, I know immediately and right away. <laughs> and, and I know that when I'm this friend, like, you know, no, Mm-mm. nope. Okay. No, no, yeah. but, no. but it can happen. If it can happen to Reese and Ashton, it can happen to anyone. That's, yes. that's really what the story yes. is here. It can. And I mean, if you're really, but if you're going to go for a friend, you better make sure that you, that this could be viable because otherwise you right. could lose a good friendship, you know? Right. And I mean, really, you could either make it awkward or you could lose a friendship. Yep. But, and create a like ripple effect in your circle of friends too, right? Like right. all of a sudden right. something shifts or you're not, you know, whatever it is becomes awkward, but, but it could be some of the best, you know, relationships you ever have. It could be. But you've got to be certain, I think, before you embark on something like that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about the last group of people that you would already know. You don't have to meet, but you might start dating the ex, (laughs) the ex. 
And maybe it was just that you broke up a month ago and you decided to get back together, but I'm thinking more like some time has passed and mm-hmm. you realize that you, you, you know, you let that one get away, the one that got away kind of thing, or, you know, you've grown so much that you come back together, people who have been divorced for 20 years and then reunite and fall back in love again. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be 20 years, but you know what I'm saying? So kind of mm-hmm. starting over fresh, have you ever gotten back with an ex? Not, not again, you broke up for like a month and then you got back together, but like significant breakup. No, no. Yeah, I haven't either. Would, would you consider getting back together with an ex? I'm not, not a particular ex in your mind that you're thinking about, but just philosophically, would you consider getting back with an ex if enough time had passed and you had grown, or do you think kind of like one and done? Oh, absolutely. I would get back with somebody. And I am thinking of people in particular. Just (laughs) I mean, no comment, but yes. So yes, I think that's absolutely 100%. Yep. Without a doubt. I have no issue with that. Mm -hmm. I might even be thinking about it right now. (laughs) I can't really comment. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. I wow. do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, Why you, is that, I think though? you and I are different because I, for me, like love doesn't die. <laughs> it just doesn't. I can't wow. say anything more. <laughs> I can't say so do more, you, but... do you actually still love all of your exes? Um, not all of them, but several. Yes. Several. I, I love, and I, and some of the love has transitioned to like, a sisterly love. So that, that, that person, absolutely not, but I must talk to them every day anyway, but it's, it's a sisterly kind of love, but you know, there are, I can talk about this any further, but yes, absolutely. I would. I think that's really, to me, that's the romantic comedy I'll watch over and over. No, not even does it have to be a romantic comedy, just the, the romance. Like that is my like ideal because I feel like if you love someone, you know, I'm of that belief that you do whatever, whatever you can to, to make it work. And yes. as we, I have admitted many times and I had this discussion recently, I was, I've changed my, I've changed so much. And I get really upset when people say, Oh, no, that person can't change. Nobody can change. People don't change. Their personalities are set. That's BS. I have radically changed my life and my perspective over the age of 48. I have changed so much that I am almost not recognizable to some people. And my exes have said, like, you're just so different. You've grown so much. And I want that for everybody on earth. And when you love someone, you love them. And for me, that just doesn't go away. There are some people that are just not fit. And I'm really glad that I'm not together with them anymore. But I can't say that for everybody that I've dated. Okay. That's it. I don't want to say anymore. <laughs> well, I hope we, this isn't on the record. No, we'll get off the recording and I'll call you later and figure out what the world is going on. But um yeah, I mean, you and I have, I mean, a complete 180 views on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, maybe it's because of the exes that I've had. I don't know. Maybe it would be different if I had different mm-hmm. exes. I don't know. But I cannot possibly conceptualize a situation where I would be with any of them ever again, mm-hmm. even though I've grown, they've grown. It's like the ship has sailed. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any, and I don't just don't have any attraction to them. I don't have any longing for them. Um, and, but the difference too is that you're friends with your exes and I'm not really, 
like really like super mm-hmm. good friends. I've got a couple exes that I talked to, you know, and I, I'm friends with every Kindle of friendship with my very first um kind of love interest from from a long, long time ago. We have like a nice little friendship going on, but she doesn't live here. So we don't really spend a lot of time together, obviously. But I don't, I really just can't imagine being with any of my exes. That's why they're exes. I just don't. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine considering in my dating pool, like an, like one of these exes again, maybe Mm -hmm. in the future, it'll be the one that got away and I'll do nothing but pine for them and want to go back to them. But I, nope, not even a chance. And if they approached me, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've already had to go do a lot of therapy to figure out why I dated them in the first place. I don't know that I'm going <laughs> to have to figure out why I would date them in the second place. <laughs> That's so funny because the therapy, like, I feel like the therapy has been really helpful in that regard for me yeah. to, to bring me around. And, you know, like, yeah, I definitely would. Okay. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today. So, you know, you know, we dedicate a lot of time and energy and I think there's a lot of resources online for things around online dating and it's really good to talk about. And it's such a great way to meet people and to connect and actually date intentionally. But, you know, we don't want to forget about the organic dating and the the meeting people, meeting friends of friends and meeting people in in workplaces and in social groups and, you know, or even someone that we already know. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for organic dating and, um, and it may fall to the wayside a little bit because like I said, I was so focused on online dating that I didn't even consider Mm -hmm. that going to this hike, I might meet somebody. And then I actually had to like ask her out on a date, which, cause I had no idea if she was interested because like a right. dating app, if you're going to be on a dating app and you're connected with someone, you're clearly interested in each other potentially for dating. Right. So saying, do you want to get coffee? It isn't confusing whether something's a date right. or not, right. or who's going to ask who, but with like organic dating, I was like, am I asking her like to hang out as a friend? Does she know that right. I'm interested? And that was a whole debacle in and of itself. Great chapter in my memoir. Um, when it comes out, check it out. But, um, that's kind of the, the, the confusing part of the online or not right. the, online, the organic dating is you, sometimes you just don't know if it's a date or you have to be pretty intentional about it. Yes. Yeah. True. So, True. all right. Well, with that, it's been a lot of fun chatting and again, going down memory lane, thinking about all the great ways we've met all the people we've dated. Um, but, Anyways, thank you, Tracy, for a, another excellent conversation where we have again confirmed how much we diverge on our philosophies on mm-hmm. romance. <laughs> um, but uh, all right, folks. So um, enjoy the dating scene. If you're listening to this, you're either one of our close friends who's promised that you'd listen to this or <laughs> you're somebody who's in the, in the dating pool right now. So just get out there, put yourself out there, enjoy this process for what it is. And until we chat again. Go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.